You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Well met, fellow adventurers. I'm in Hawklaw. I'm just going through all the adventures that I haven't done before. Obviously, I've done the cabin. That was pretty much at the start of this podcast. And now I'm going to do an adventure called The Wand. This is one of the adventures by B.W.K. With your heart pumping wildly and your lungs struggling to draw each ragged breath. You reach the foot of the stair that climbs up out of the ancient Ardavari crypt. Time to start the adventure. There are special tips notes available for this adventure. Multiple paths to completion. This adventure, the adventure that led you to this entry, features multiple paths to its completion. It may benefit you to play through the adventure multiple times without saving your game. To discover the best, the most advantageous, or most appropriate path for your character. I'll take that into account. For the first time since accepting the task of retrieving the ancient wand, you're truly in fear of your life. Your heart pumping wildly and your lungs struggling to draw each ragged breath. You reach the foot of the stair that leads up and out of the ancient Ardavari crypt. Here you pause, leaning heavily on your forearm against a cold stone wall in a desperate attempt to regain your strength before the climb. The eerie moans of your pursuers, the undead host that ambushed you as you left the burial chamber, because of course they did, echo through the gloom. For a matter of moments, the staggering band of decayed guardians will be upon you, seeking to prevent your escape from the lair they've dutifully watched over for centuries uncounted. The terrifying notion of being overtaken by the gruesome horde is enough to again set you in motion. I I really shouldn't be this terrified. I mean, I, I, I thought thousands of undead. Thousands, probably tens of thousands. They're probably, out of all the things I thought, they're the number one category. It's probably undead, then insects, then goblins, then Ochoaks. Then it gets a bit of then then it gets a bit messy. Pushing aside your wariness, you begin a careful and steady ascent of the crumbling stair. A climb that will take you safely to the forest far above. You've counted only a dozen steps, less than a quarter of the total that make up the time-wavaged stair, when you suddenly lose your footing on a loose chunk of stone. Instinctively, you throw your arms out to the side and lean forward, an attempt to keep from tumbling backwards down into the dark of the tomb. 
Okay, pick a number. Bonus of 40. 20 for agility, 10 for body, 10 for luck. Need 100 or more, or I will bonk my head. 137 is success. My head remains unbonked. With scraped fingers to show for the effort, you manage to catch yourself at the last possible second, narrowly preventing a hasty spill, nasty spill down the stairs. With the sounds of the encroaching undead echoing through the darkness behind you, you ignore the sting from your lacerated fingertips. Oh no, I should be wearing gloves! Oh, well, I should. Well, amongst other things, I mean, tombs are really cold on the, on the walls and things. You get cold hands and that, that, that sucks. And swiftly resume your climb out of the tomb. You reach the top of the stair and burst into the pale light of the forest, relieved to draw in deep lungfuls of crisp, cool air. The faint sounds of scraping, moaning and hissing echo out of the dark opening at your feet. A sure indication the undead have begun to climb the steps. You best, you best get back from there. A shout rings out from somewhere to the left. Startled, you spin in the direction of the unexpected voice and spot a tall, bearded man clad in hide armour moving out of the forest. He fixes you with a wary stare before edging up to the top of the stair and peering down into the opening. Did you find the wand? he asks, his pointing question catching you off guard. Had to make myself believe I was alone seeping it, but deep down I knew better than that. You did find it, didn't you? Before you could answer in one way or another, a long hiss erupts out of the tomb's shadow-filled moor. To draw yourself into a combat-ready stance, your gaze now frozen on the stairs leading down to the crypt. The stranger produces a heavy mace and moves to your side. The man quickly introduces himself as Grybeer, nudging your white shoulder with his left as he makes a careful pronunciation of his name. So suppose my father could be blamed for the name, he says, tightening his grip on the mace-tied wrapped hilt. But neither my father nor my mother can be blamed for how I turned out. They certainly didn't want an adventure. After all, I'm the only one our family's ever known, much to their general dismay. No, don't have to tell me your name. I won't know who you are. I'd be surprised if there were any who haven't heard of you by now. Well, did you get the wand or not? asked Bilebore, briefly glancing at you as yet another hiss hurtles out of the gloom-filled stairwell. If you've got it, we didn't bother sticking around for whatever's coming out of there. You're immediately suspicious of the man's bold, repeated inquiries about the item now safely tucked in amongst your bags. All right, so I have it. The engraved oaken wand you took from the empty sarcophagus in the tomb's burial chamber. You've every intention of seeing the wand delivered to Arvalan. An elderly man in Hawklaw who hired you to retrieve it. Chorus of hisses, coupled with several rumbling moans, drifts up and out of the tomb entrance. Gidabor casts you a nervous glance. Not going in there if you've already got it. Do you have it? As, as Gryplor's words echo through your thoughts, you're overcome by a strange compulsion to keep your acquisition Acquisition of the wand a secret. Nothing. Well, divination. So I can tell him I have the wand, which is the truth. Or tell him I do not have the wand, which is a lie. And will likely cause him to go into this tomb. And quite possibly die. So I'll just I'll use divination. You succeeded. 4xp to divination. Your channel, your your power divination, immediately sense that Div Gubor's inquiry is not linked to any malicious intents. 
You sense that he has come here, as you do, as you did, seeking the wand. But he has no desire to attempt to take it from you. Alright, so I'm, I'm just going to be honest. Tell him I have the wand. The instance... The instant, Grau, Grenadier, you tell Grabier have the wand. He nods and relaxes his guard. With his very next breath, he turns and begins heading west into the surrounding forest, beckoning for you to follow him. Come on, don't linger here. So I could follow after Grabier or head in another direction. I guess I'll follow after him. I mean, I've got to, I've got to stay near him just in case any of those undead get out. For several minutes, you head west into the forest, moving swiftly to keep up with Gabriel, who seems keen on putting a considerable distance between yourself and the location of the tomb. At last, he draws to the halt at the edge of a small open swath, turns to face you. Can't say I'm not just the smallest bit upset you beat me to it, he says, smirking and shaking his head. But there's no one more worthy than you to come up short against. Well done. Gullibor places his hands on his hips, closes his eyes. A split second later, his eyes spring open and he again smirks. I'll give you a thousand gold for that wand, he says. A strange, unsettling feeling comes over you the instant Gullibor makes plain his desire to acquire the wand. You suddenly find yourself struggling with the burgeoning notion of killing him. Oh, oh dear. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Oh dear, this this is this is bad. I think this wand is doing something. Maybe I should just flee, get get out, get away from here before I do something I regret. Or I could just just tell him I'm not selling it. I'm going to tell him I'm not selling it. Billy Boar shakes his head and laughs. You're right, that's not enough. But I'm of means considerably more modest than your own. Well, sorry, I must presume. All right, then. What about 2,000? The idea of killing Brightport to prevent him from trying to acquire the wand is swiftly becoming a burning compulsion. Swift images, vivid images of Grybor thrashing about in the throes of death on the forest floor. His body riddled with hideous gashes flood your mind, nearly drowning out any semblance of rational thought. Okay, so I can refuse again, or I could flee immediately before I do something I regret. The thing is, I kind of want to... Well, I think I think you've got to see what happens if you don't run. I'm probably going to have to play through this twice. Maybe. Refuse. Gallipor sighs and frowns. You nearly got me at my limit. I think I could possibly. Before the next word escapes his lips, you lunge forward, throwing yourself at him in a frenzied, violent rage. He cries out. Pleasing for you to stop the urge to kill him, to render him incapable of taking possession of the wand, is far too strong. I am fighting Grybeer, and I don't really want to, but I really want to. Begin combat. Oh dear, I can't. I don't even have the option to subdue him. This this is the bad end. I'm definitely going to quit without saving after this. Grybor swipes at you with his heavy mace. Your enemy lays a particularly brutal stroke for 13 damage. I just, I rolled, I rolled a one then. Okay. You swing your staff. He swipes his mace. He's a very, very easy foe. He's absolutely helpless against me this isn't this this is straight up murder just murder no no 
there's no, there's no way you could argue it's anything else. Yes. Not even if you've had a really, really good lawyer. You have slain your foe. I am now a murderer. 4xp. Gunblur stumbles. Staggers back several steps before slumping to a bloodied heap on the ground. With your no effects breath, the binding, binding compulsion that drove you to end his life is gone, replaced by a deep and overwhelming mix of guilt and grief. You know, I sort of, I sort of hoped I'd get to have some sort of, some sort of check to overcome the compulsion, but I guess it's the really good mind, mind. Hacking sort of stuff. You know, like the stuff you got back in Proving Grounds 5. Stricken with remorse, you do what you can to honourably arrange his body and offer silent prayer on his behalf. For many years, following the death of Grybor, you find yourself haunted by the terrified look his face bore the precise moment you launched your savage unexpected attack. Your nights are seldom restful, and your dreams only rarely pleasant. It is with a heavy heart and a burdened conscience that you at last set off for Hawklaw. Upon you return to Hawklaw, you meet up with Orvalon, the old man who hired you to retrieve the wand in Stoneback Tavern. It was Orvalon's map, a tattered piece of stretched hide he claimed to have been clawed from a peddler on the road to Talon several years back that clearly marks the ancient Ardivari tomb. Okay, is, is there some sort of league of random random merchants who just acquire maps to ancient places and just sell them? Mm-hmm. Is, is there someone that just is there, is there some sort of woe cartographer that just passes these maps around? The map also bore a curious voice that made mention of a mighty wand supposedly hidden in the tomb's depths. The wand you discovered in the crypt's burial chamber. As you stride up to the table at which Yenavine sits alone, you were again overcome by a strange compulsion to keep your acquisition of the one secret. Okay, I want to get rid of this thing. I want it gone before it makes me do anything else. The elderly man looks up and smiles as you approach. His wrinkled expression a mix of hope and relief. I never expected you back quite so soon, he says smiling. Is it possible you've already found it? So I can give him the wand, which I have, or I can tell him I did not find it and be a big stinky liar, and also have this wand in my possession making me do all sorts of crazy stuff. Give him the wand. Gnawing the gnawing desire to keep your recovery of the wand the secret, you hand over the carved oaken wand to Arvlin. The old man gasps in apparent astonishment as he takes possession of the wand. For nearly a minute, he says nothing as he closely studies the curious item. This is beyond even my greatest hope, he says, beaming. You couldn't possibly understand just what this means to me. Thank you. Thank you, dear friend. Strangely... And much to profound release. The compulsion to keep the wand a secret, to protect it, vanished the instant you handed it to Orvalon. Phew! Phew, phew, phew. Ardivan calls for food and drink, then promptly hands you a wooden box filled with a large quantity of gold. You're surprised to discover the box contains twice. The amount of gold originally agreed upon, that's 2,000 gold tokens. There'll be no arguing about any of that, says Orvan. As I said, I never truly allowed myself to hope you would find the wand. 
I never dared to actually believe the old map was white. Perhaps I ought, I ought to put just a bit more trust in these things. You spend the next small while enjoying a sumptuous meal. A sumptuous as the Stoneback Tavern allows, with Audubon, during which you describe to him your exploration of your tomb, and your narrowly escapes from its shadowy confines. For reasons unknown, you decide to make no mention of Gryber. Well, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't want to bring that up again. It, it, it's, it's murder. <laughs> you do, however, make a point about inquiring about the wand. Asking what it is Audvan intends to do with it. The elderly man, who previously told you he hailed from Trimador, says that based upon several cryptic passages in a patient text he was studying, he believes the wand to be one of seven that were long ago laid to west with powerful divine mages. He admits that while he himself has no immediate use the wand, he will be presenting it to an old friend of his who will be able to properly examine it, and that old friend is Huron. Okay, now, if anyone can figure out that wand, it's him. And I assume, honestly, he has so many artefacts of incredible power, he probably would even notice the wand, whatever things the wand is doing. The conversation gradually shifts to other topics, and you're immediately struck by the vast breadth of knowledge Olive Island possesses on a wide range of subjects. As you take your leave of Ardivon, wishing him luck, when he tells you he intends to embark on the long road back to Shumador via coach within the next few days, you also wish him his passage. He again thanks you for retrieving the wand. I may linger here just a bit longer, he says. I've not yet forgotten the jolts and bounces of the coach ride that brought me up this way. And at my age... A few awkward jolts might be all it takes. The two of you share a laugh, and you meet the elderly man in the shoulder cross before turning and making your way out of the tavern. As, as you step out of the edge of the village forward there, your eyes are immediately drawn to the sky, far off to the east, in stark contrast to the pale blue swath stretched out before you. A line of thick grey clouds begun to build, threatening a late spring rain that appears poised to sweep across the hard hills. Sensing a subtle change in the air, you draw in your attire just a bit closer, and with one eye to the darkening sky, begin to wander towards the village centre. And it looks like I got away with murder. And that, and also... This finishes this adventure for 1,024 experience to general and 32 experience to all skills and powers. And also this... Uh, see, this, this also unlocks the next adventure, The Wand Part 2. But obviously... This is the bad... This ended up in a bad, bad way. I do not like how this one ended up. Not at all. Not in the slightest. It is a bad, bad way this turned out. So, I... Fortunately, I do have a way to fix that. And that is to quit without saving and of course that's the major probably the major reason you should save often assuming you're not saving doing something you don't want to be stuck is that is that you can just go back if you accidentally did something you didn't want to do also also, it's, this is rather irrelevant, but my glittering ice shield is melting. It now only has 16 MR and 11 Stanima points. I'm going to restore it now. Repair the shield. 
Okay, now it is fully restored and has 20 MR, 13 stand number points. Yep, so that that's that's what happens if the shield mounts. It doesn't happen very often at all. I think that's probably the first time it's melted since I actually got the shield. And that was dozens of episodes ago. So it's not not a concern and it only costs 32 general experience to fix it. I mean, you'd have to be caught. You have to be a very particular type of person where you, where though that where the, the effort of fixing that shield would be enough for you not to bother using it. Anyway, back back to the wand adventure. Well, actually, before I do this, I'm going to sell all my equipment. I don't mean all my equipment, just, you know, the, 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 the loot. Oh, doing it again, and now we get to find out what happens if you fail to... You fail to catch yourself when you fall down those stairs out of the tomb. 65 is a failure. You cry out an alarm as you fail to catch yourself, fall back and topple down the, the head, striking your leg, your head, legs and arms during the swift, violent and unceremonious descent. Battered and dazed, but thankful to survive the ordeal, you stagger to your feet at the bottom of the steps, only to find yourself confronted by a pressing horde of the groaning undead. The half what half dozen rotten quick guardians, their decaying hands clutching the weapons with which they were long ago entombed, moan savagely as they close in around you, cutting you off from the stairs, your only way out of the tomb. Without hesitation, you draw yourself into a combat-ready stance as the first of the risen dead lunges forward and attacks... Yes, this is a rotting tomb guardian. The undead guardian moans as it swipes at you. Hmm. I mean, usually in a tomb, they're completely rotted. Because this is a Davari, which means it is centuries old. Probably millennia. Which means everyone should be dust bones by now. You know, there's some sort of necromantic preservation going on. Like they, they just put they put their undead in, in a giant pickle jar so they so they would stay fresh <laughs> dead in a huge pickle jar. I mean it's one thing to do. Ah, yes, we should just should just be lucky they were buried on the the white, they weren't buried in the sort of place where even the bones don't survive. Your enemy lays a particularly brutal stroke on you. And that did about 14 damage. This one is slain. 20 XP. As your undead foe slumps to the floor of the passage, you immediately find yourself confronted by the next horror to emerge from the wizard horde. It's a moaning undead guardian. <laughs> Curious, in this one, you end up with more experience if you fail the check. And quite a bit more, too. Yeah. Oh, that's just sometimes how it works out. Your undead guardian moans as it swipes at you. And is slain. Another 20 XP. You spin to your white and step back. Narrowly dodging the deadly swipe of a notched axe blade, the skeleton, clutching the haft of the ancient weapon, staggers forward, its fleshless feet scraping across the stone floor as it mercilessly rises. Okay, how could... How the heck... How, how's the preservation like where some of them decay to skeletons and some of them don't? 
Gah, this, this makes no sense. It's it's taphonomically impossible. <laughs> Skeletal guardian hisses at the hacks at you with its axe. Brutal stoke for 12 damage, but it's now slain. I just happen to be wielding charge with staff, which does more damage against the undead. Well, greater MR against the undead. But that MR is still less than the MR I would have if I just wield my mace. But it doesn't matter, it's free plus either way. As you step back from the shattered remains of the skeleton, you spot a gap in the wank of your undead foes, through which you summarise you might be able to gain the stairs. The sound of even more undead moving along the passage reaches your eyes and sends your pulse racing. So I have two options. Make a dash for the stairs, or continue to fight my undead foes. Look, I might as well deal with them here. I mean, I, I don't want them getting out and wandering around and going and scaring people and eating the sheep and clawing at things and stinking up the place. Deal with them here. You need to fight your undead foes. Three more staggering undead emerge from the nearby gloom to join this two still closing in around. Once again, cut off from the stairs, you defiantly hold your ground as the reinforced Grim Legion presses for us. Staggering Ghoul, one of five. It swipes at me and is slain. 20 XP. The undead foe staggers back and collapses into a heap upon the floor. The remainder of the Grim Legion seems to take no notice of their fallen comrades. Well, that's just the undead for you. You step over the shattered remains of the skeleton and engage a rotting fiend clad in tattered leather armour. Begin the combat. You swing your staff at the enemy. The rotting fiend slashes at you. Brutal stroke for 12 damage, but now it is slain. 20 XP. Your undead foe staggers back and collapses into a heap on the floor. The haunting a haunting chorus of hisses and moans rise up from the remaining trio of undead. Yes, yes it's now the three stiffies. Or something like that. A low, ghastly moan fills the passage as another of the rotting horde launches forward and attacks, swiping at you with his rusted blade. This is a wizened guardian. Ooh, your quickstone has stored the twenty you've just rolled, and I've went into battle wage. It didn't stand a chance. Your undead foe staggers back and collapse into a heap at the floor. Just two of the undead remain. It's the dead duo. A skeletal warrior. His flesh just torso clad in the ragged remnants of a scale shirt. Hisses wildly as it stalks forward and attacks. Hmm. These can... I mean... Couldn't they just... Eh. I don't know. Maybe they might. They might even fall through if you don't have any, any bones, any flesh for them to hold on to. Begin combat. The skeletal warrior swipes at you with his rusted blade and is now slain. Eighteen XP. Your undead foe staggers back and collapses into a heap on the floor. Only a single member. The undead legion remains standing. The last of the undead before you swiftly closes in, groaning loudly as it raises his decaying blade. In combat, the rotting guardian slashes at you. Fighting the rotting guardian, and now it is slain. 20 XP. As the last of the undead horde topples 
topples onto the passage floor. You rush for the stairs, eager to escape the tomb before any of the wizard feeds away. Hey, I wasn't done yet! I wanted to slay loads and loads and loads of undead until every undead in this crypt was double dead. But, but admittedly, I'm not there. So maybe Zoop knows Zoop is there and he, he knows what it's like in there. It's stinky. As a series of ghoulish moans wing out of the nearby gloom, begin a rapid but careful ascent of the crumbling steps. You reach the top of the stair. Oh, no falling this time. You reach the top of the stair and burst into the pale light of the forest. Relieved to draw in deep lungfuls of crisp, cool air, the faint sounds of scraping, moaning, and hissing echo out. Echo out of the. Echo out of the dark opening at your feet, a sure indication the undead began to climb the steps. You get. You best get out from there. Okay, now it's now it's back, back on where it was before. Just. Not going to weed out this stuff, just going to rush through it. He asks about the wand. Okay, so now he's back to asking whether I have the wand or not. Divination tells me he doesn't want to steal it. But he came seeking the wand, but he's perfectly fine with me having it. Because after all... It, there's no shame in being beaten by the best. So I can tell him I have the wand, or I do not have the wand. Well, last time I said I have the wand, this time I'm going to be a stinky liar. Because being a liar is a lot better than being a murderer. Yes. Although maybe... Emmanuel Kant would quibble about that, perhaps. But probably not. Although... Although the sort of people who, who make rules like that probably would just say, You can't. No, no, you just obey the rules. But you can't obey all the rules. No, you obey the rules. You can't obey all the rules. You obey the rules. And then they just there's go into quiver into a the curl into a ball in the corner where it turns out you that morality is a bit more complicated than just making a list of bad things you shouldn't do. But that's probably good enough for most people most of the time, but occasionally you have to make a choice. So I'm going to tell him I do not have the wand. The instant you tell Gryabor you do not have the wand, he nods and steadies up his mace, tightening his grip on the shaft haft, haft of his mace. You don't have to go back in there with me if you don't want to, he says, his eyes fixed on them opening in the earth. But I'm not going in there. Maybe the arm of Meltar, but so be it. Now the arm of Meltar, that's that's the it's a big mountain in the Fuddering Range. These towering, treacherous peaks have foiled many who have attempted to cross them, and have invoked a popular saying amongst the people of North Portlands, saying that's the arm of Meltar, which signifies something which is difficult or impossible. World building. With that, with that, Grobor turns towards you, nods once, and steps down through the opening. After pausing to navigate the first step, the tall, bearded man swiftly descends the crumbling stair, his mace at the ready. Moments later, a chorus of hill shrill hisses, intermingled with Grobor's savage cries. And the unmistakable sounds of battle wing out of the darkness below. Now, so I have three options. Depart immediately. Don't even care what happens. Remain where I am. Just just watch. 
or I can rush into the tomb after Gridmore because it is entirely my fault he's in there. So obviously, that's the heroic thing to do. Even if, <laughs> because apparently that I now regret this. Yeah. Stupid one. With the sound of brutal struggle rising out of the gloom-filled stairwell, you swiftly descend into the dark, taking care not to lose your footing on the crumbling steps as you rush to catch up. Catch up with Grid with Gridbeer. Gridbeer? You're halfway along the dangerous descent when a series of violent shudders suddenly shake the air. Pick a number. Bonus of 40. 20 from agility. 20 from luck. And six, 60 or more is required to win. Oh, wait, wait a minute. I think this tomb is just about to obey the tomb rules. Tomb rule. Yes. It's already obeyed tomb rule number one. Well, one of the tomb rules is be needlessly complicated. And two, have undead guardians that come to life when you steal the artifact. And now it's going to obey a third of the tomb rules, which is collapse once the adventurer gets out. And perhaps slightly before, but only slightly. Don't collapse fully when the white in the middle of it. Unless it's going to take you a while to collapse, in which case you can do that. Don't just go, don't just go, ooh, I got the artifact. Because <laughs> that, that breaks the tomb rules. They have to be, a tomb has to be hard to steal from, but not impossible. And also the acquire, uh, a crawler, a subset of the Collapse rule is, once the tomb is collapsed, it, it is assumed to be gone forever. Even though mining is a, biz, is a business that has gone on for thousands of years, and if people can get through solid rock to get, to get comparatively less valuable stuff, then just get, get going, through, going through a little bit of collapsed rubble. Wouldn't be a problem at all. But narratively speaking, the moment the tomb collapses, you're never going to hear from that tomb again. I think it's just it's just a rule because because I mean if you if that didn't happen, you spend most of your time just digging out collapsed tombs, and that isn't quite as much fun. Uh. Time to pick the number. 109 success. Despite the strength of the tremors, which served to turn a large number of steps into rubble, you managed to maintain your footing and stop yourself from plummeting headlong into the tomb. Suddenly, you can't... Oh, great. I very nearly could have fallen going up and down the stairs. Suddenly, you catch sight of a shadowy figure rushing you up the stairs. Immediately, realising it to be Greybeard, you extend your hand and beckon for him to take it. We've got to get out of here, he cries fearfully as he reaches for you, his face streaked with blood. This whole place is going to collapse! Greybeard thrusts his hand into yours and you clamp down down on it, hoping steady him as he scrambles up the crumbling stair. Suddenly, another series of tremors shake tears through the earth, showing you with dust and debris. Shaping the steps and wenching Gribor's hand from your grasp. As he staggers backwards, he shoots out his hands towards you in a last, desperate bid to keep from toppling down the stairs. Pick a number. Bonus of 40. 20 from agility. Which to hatch, to catch the hand. And 20 from body, which is to not be toppled over. Got to get 75 or more. 
or I'll miss, or I'll pull me down. Not quite sure which. Let's pick and see. 131, success. You lunge for Grybeer's outstretched hand and grab hold of it. Another jolting tremor shakes the stair, but you manage to retain your grip. With a mighty heave, you pull the fearful man back to steady footing. I've got to get out of here, he cries, pointing up the steps. Come on! The two of you sprint up the stairs in a frantic race to escape the collapsing tomb. We barely are just ahead of you. You sprint up the crumbling stair as fast as your legs will allow, doing your best to dodge falling chunks of stone and debris. Pick a number. Bonus of 30. 20 from agility, 10 from body. I need 40 or more, or I'm going to be bonked on the head. Pick now. 93, success. And now... A narrow stone block suddenly swaps onto the stairs in front of you, narrowing missing Grybor, who cries out for you as he continues towards the surface. You nimbly twist your white, expertly shifting, slipping past the weighty slab of stone, and it trumbles down the stairs, smashing everything in its path. With your heart pounding, you reach the top of the steps and wash out into the tall, cool, clear air of the forest. Grybor grins and slaps you on the shoulder as the two of you swiftly move away from the collapsing tomb. Grybor turns back to you and appears about to speak when a series of violent trebers rumble through the earth. As the ground beneath your feet buckles, the two of you lose your, lose your footings and topple over into the forest floor. Moments later... When the tremors have, have stopped and the rumble little and the rumble is little more than a faint whisper, you both return to your feet only to find the stairs leading down into the tomb are now choked with an impassable mass of earth and rubble. The ancient crypt, and all within its gloomy depths, is now forever buried. Well, I won't say forever. I mean, it could be unburied easily enough. I mean, Pompeii was under way, way more stuff than that. And that's got unburied. And Herculaneum, which is uh, nearer, another village next to the vo another town next to the volcano, was buried under even more, even more volcanic ash. And that's been, and large tracks of that have also been uncovered. So, yeah. Just being buried doesn't mean gone. In fact, as an archaeologist, I can say burying something is, prob is probably one of the best ways to actually keep it intact. Because if something's on the surface, it can get weathered, it can get stolen, it can get melted down, it can get eaten. A lot of stuff can happen to it. But if you bury it, and you bury it deep enough that it doesn't get plowed to skin, plowed to a mess, and it's not something that's going to rot, rot or rot or rust or otherwise go away in time, if you bury it deep enough... It's safe. It's going to stay there. And it will be fine. But if you're on the surface. It won't last. It just won't. <laughs> so that buried. Means preserved. Not lost. In some ways. I mean of course if it's someone. If it's alive something. Yeah buried is gone. Well, unless like a worm or a mole or something, in which case being buried is they're perfectly okay with that. That's their thing. A bit closer than I care to admit, says Gryblor, staring down at the wobble-filled opening in the ground. Just another moment and I'll, well, think we'll, well, why bother with any of that? Did to come to it, so why bother with it? Suddenly, Grybor steps forward and initiates a shoulder cross. 
without hesitation. We meet him in the gesture. Thank you, he says. I didn't expect you to come in after me. Thank you. Look, admittedly, I don't... Please, please don't thank me. It's entirely my own fault that you went in there. You spend the next small while speaking with Gradbeer. Though well, well, you never let on that you're in possession of the wand you found in the tomb, I discover that he learned of the tomb and the wand from a man he met in a tavern in Trithic, which is where all the best tales start, in taverns. It's a long way to travel based on the tale of a stranger, he says, shaking his head. Well, if the wand was in there, it's not to be found there. Now, now, so be it. There are other treasures to be sought, other adventures to be had, yes, so be it. Getting out alive was enough for me. Of course, of course, as I've said before, you could, you know, if you got some miners or croyers and assembled quite probably quite a few of them, you could just, you know, dig it out. I'm going to assume, like most magical artifacts, this wand is fairly tough and probably won't just break with a little cave-in if it was there, which it, which I know it isn't. But if it was there, you could still you could still try and find it. And in fact, now that the tombs all collapsed, now the tombs collapsed, all the all the undead will are probably smushed. So it's probably it's probably easier in some ways. To get it out now that the tomb's collapsed. Of course it's going to take a lot more time. Because you know. Every. you got to move. you got to move out tons of earth. For each step. Rather you know. Taking a step. But it's. I mean if you really wanted to seek it. You could find it. I mean okay. Well there's a single person. Bit more difficult, bit more, but it might might be possible. Because you you probably want to, if you do it, you could do open cast, which case you don't have to worry about. You don't have to worry about the thing collapsing because go straight up to the surface. Just stay away from the edges; they could fall in. But you'll probably. Make a tunnel, in which case you're gonna have to invest in in various supports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, pro you probably definitely want a miner, a miner or two handy with you, if o if only to help build the supports. Uh, well, just but it, it's 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 a narrative rule buried is gone. I'm gonna respect that. It's probably you probably do not have the resources to to do a, to do an entire full excavation of this thing, especially since you're not even sure there even is a wand in there, and you have no you probably have no idea how big this tomb is. As you're, you're some distance away from everywhere, so there'll be logistical and security issues with setting up the camp. Yeah, yeah, I can understand where, why you'd, you, why if, why an a person of modest means would would give up on it. Also, quarrying isn't, you know, mining not an adventure. Going into a tomb, that's an adventure. So that's probably another reason why, why you're not doing it. As you make your way out of the forest with Grilbrat at his side, he tells you he, li he they lives in the small village of Harkswell, several miles north and east of Twithick. He invites you to pay him a visit if you're ever passing through the area. I suppose I'll head back that way, he says. I have some things to take care of at home before I set out again. But that's always the way. So I found. When you step out of the forest onto a well-travelled road running north and south, 
The two of you say your farewells and prepare to part ways. From here, Gribor tells you that you'll head north and meet up for another road that will take him to the western Hart Hills. Thank you again, he says, meeting you in his shoulder cross. Best of luck and all that sort of thing. May the All Father guide you and keep you safe. As he sets off to the north, you turn and head south, embarking on a trek that will take you back to Hawklaw. Upon your return to Hawklaw, you meet with Lord Room, the old man who hired you three for one. Okay, this this is playing on the same as same as last time. Give him the wand. This is beyond my greatest hope, he says, Mimi. You couldn't possibly understand what this means to me. Thank you. Thank you, dear friend. Okay, fortunately, the desire to protect the wand is gone. 2,000 gold tokens. It's going to it's going to the Archmage Huon, apparently. Yeah, which, of course, lines things up for the next quest. We chat for a bit. Meeting the shoulder cross. And we, we say goodbye. And it's starting to wane. Okay, and that finishes this adventure uh, for a wheel, I guess. With 1,024 experience to general and 32 experience to all skills and powers. Now, hmm. Is this the way I want it to go? I mean, there are other options. I could... I could flee from the man. I could... I could leave him to die in the tomb, but I'm... I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied with this ending. I mean, when you deal with an artifact like this, I bet probably any a good ending is one where you don't where no one dies. And nobody died. And Grobar has a story to tell, which is probably most of what he wanted anyway, so Of course if you if you yeah, of course, it might be a bit awkward if you ask, hey, wait a minute. I heard you went on another adventure where you got rid of that one. You had it the whole time, didn't you? Yeah. And you, you made me go, you asked, got me to go into the tomb, even you knew it was empty and it was super dangerous. Yeah. You're a bit of a jerk. Yep. Okay, that anyway finishes the this adventure called the wand. Um, because of all my doubling back and going off on tangents, we very nearly reached an hour. So, unexpectedly, this adventure on its own has been enough. Has been enough to make an entire episode. So I guess next time, well, we could. We could move straight on to the one part two, which is probably the best thing to do, really. Or we could do Red Warren or a little matter about the orb. You know what? Next time, one part two. Now, I'm just going to pop over to my residence so that we can so I can read the preview. The Wand Part 2, also by BWK. The churning mist begins to lift and a tall, dark figure strides through the foggy barrier. Your pulse quickens as your, as your breathing becomes shallow and ragged. An unspoken fear grips you. And for a moment, you find yourself wishing you were somewhere else. Anywhere else. Go back. Alright. Ooh. Hello, Candles. We have strolled by. Meowing loudly. Who's a good cat? You are. You are a good cat. Now, I'm going to be sending the next... Zoopy's going to be spending the next small while fussing over Candles. 
So, next time, we'll be doing the wand part two. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.